Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Running Things Considered. And this week, we have a really special guest, someone that I don't think me or Zane can relate to as a runner at all. No. We hate 10Ks. We think 10Ks are ridiculous. You've passed out during two. I've passed out during two 10Ks. <laughs> and so we're getting a runner on. I don't know how we're going to talk about running because no, it's in a whole nother league. It's a whole, it's a whole nother league. And we haven't had another, we haven't had a marathon run yet. Well, we had Sydney get a booty. That's right. But well, he, but, but, but okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and come out the gates um, and roast this guest we're having on right now. <laughs> so recently, he's ran the ninth fastest legal marathon in U.S. history of two oh nine oh nine. That's like I could hold that pace for maybe four miles, maybe less. You think? I don't think you could. Not even. No, you couldn't. Okay, well, <laughs> but but within the same period, he ran a four seventeen mile, which you could do, which I could do, <laughs> which is just absolute ridiculous range. I love, I love that. I mean, that you are, you have found your, your is niche or niche. You have found your niche or niche in running. Right. Niche. I think we've had this conversation before. <laughs> yeah. We always mess it up. Anyways, without further ado, we have Noah Jotty, DePaul with a W, DePaul, DePaul with a W grad, D3 beginnings, had a, a beautiful story of how he uh, kind of, you know, was kind of decent and then just said, screw it. I'm going to become a pro runner. Ran really dumb fast, 61, 48 and a half marathon, 28.09 in the 10K. The host of the D3 Glory Days podcast, the most recent edition of the City Smag Network. Welcome, how, welcome. How we you doing, Noah? Claps. We need claps okay. in that. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> wow, thanks, guys. I'm really flattered, but I guess not as flattered as I would be if this was your 50th episode. That's right. <laughs> well, like we said before, um, we have a very special guest on. He is the world record holder in the 100 yep, meters. Yep. <laughs> Week. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He has a Nissan GTR sponsorship, Puma Gatorade. And a Gatorade sponsorship. Yeah, we're getting Usain Bald on next week. Yeah, so everybody tune in for Usain. Yeah. <laughs> but um, go, ahead, go ahead and hit, hit subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> I do wonder, like, think, I wonder how this would go. Like, let's say we have a normal amount of listeners this week. And le- I wonder what the listeners would look like if we had Usain Bald on. I feel like people wouldn't, wouldn't know what to do. They just wouldn't believe us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so on that great intro, I think we should go ahead and roll the intro. So we talked about how we don't have any sponsors, but we actually do have a sponsor. It's myself. Okay. Um, as we've talked about what three, four times in this podcast now, I'm probably pissing everyone off. They're gonna skip through this. No, but, thing. but it's like it's such a great product. How you know they're yes, excited exactly. to hear it. it's your favorite part. So everybody knows I lost my job during COVID. Oh my god, who cares? Anyways, I started my own brand. It's at Zoomies, it's in 65 Zoomies stores right now. It's in Indiana, it's in Boulder. No, it's not let's go. Um <laughs> But anyways, right now for 24 hours, if you go and buy something off the Zoomies website for Sunday school, you get a free new generation track and field magazine through Ben Crawford. Send him the receipt and you'll get a free magazine. What's that brand again? Sunday school at Zoomies. It's in 65 freaking stores. It's the way that I make my money now. Help me. That was a great ad read. That was good. That was all scripted. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good scripted ad read. 
And Anyways, not at all desperate. Not at all desperate. No, not at all desperate. No, I don't need any money. I don't actually want to pay my mortgage. I just want to go into foreclosure as quickly as I can. Oh, yeah. Get it so, out of the way. That's right. It so, only takes like two months and you're done. That's right. So I, I think I think one great thing about having uh, Noah on this week is because last week we kind of took a gamble in the running world and we got um, Everett Schmolder's Westfly Athletic, one of the loudest, maybe most offensive guys. He, he, he's, he's one of my buddies, but... Anyway, so, and then Noah was on a podcast earlier this week and semi started some just like rumblings beef. I don't know. I don't know. So I think this is a, it, it's great to kind of be in the center of that. <laughs> you know? um, I would say, I would say Nelly actually started the beef. I, I don't know if I really had any super hot takes. Um, you, can you say Melly something called, bad at least? <laughs> Melly called him an asshole. I, I questioned whether the persona that he exudes is how he always operates. Um, okay. that, that was that was kind of my point, I guess. Yeah, also, Melly did. I don't know. He direct messaged both of us as well about it. I think yeah. so. He's the guy to talk about. He is. Um, as, as we did talk about on that podcast, is there, uh, you know, even though some of us may not agree with the alpha beta mentality, um, and as Darwin has said, there is no such thing as an alpha male. Anyways, um, there is a space for everybody in the running world right now. Ben Crawford's doing his thing. Tinman's doing their thing. They're on Tinman tour currently. Um, and then, you know, there's Athlete Special who's gotten a freaking contract out of this. Or, for sure. Yeah. Over his audience. And then there's Westfly who is doing their own thing. And I don't really think those are overlapping too much. So there's a space for everybody at the sure. moment. Um so, I mean, I guess I, I'll kind of break it down like this. Like, one, the YouTube space in general is really interesting. And I think it is, you know, collectively, like, really good for the sport. And, you know, I've kind of talked about this before. But, like, I remember, like, early days flow track videos and watching Trevor Dunbar do a two-mile time trial in the snow yeah. and just being, like, awakened to this fact that there's, like, guys out there doing incredible things sure. that I – I had no idea that was out there. I didn't know who Trevor was. And so now to make this content so accessible on YouTube and have a lot of people who are doing it really well, getting a behind the scenes glance, it's really cool. And there's, and there's room for plenty of perspectives, um, spe specifically Westfly. Like, do I think the alpha beta toxic masculinity thing is like the move? Uh, no, I don't really, you know, I don't really see myself in that at all, or think it's particularly constructive. But I do think um, Everett and I have a lot of the same views on growing the sport and decentralizing power in the sport. And sure. so, and so I think, you know, what he's doing is really cool, even if I don't really, uh, you know, see myself in the way he's going about it. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, well even, said. I do too. And I mean, you can see in those chats of like, the Sidious, what the sound running thing like there was so many like westfly yeah. sort of things I mean, so he, it, he's it, definitely doing something right he is and also if you haven't seen that video of trevor dunbar running the 859 two mile in the snow in kodiak alaska in 2009 maybe yeah that's when we go look it up yeah it's a classic um, it was a great that i mean that literally like got me into running that video was so cool i was like oh my god i'm like complaining it's like 67 degrees in atlanta <laughs> he's like shoveling yeah. lane one um i think he's the coach of university of california now wow. berkeley yep wow. assistant all right um do you want me to read this so as uh, so this the way this podcast goes is we've switched it up a little bit it's sort of uh 
a game showy type thing, but everything does relate to your life in some way, um, as you may have heard from the other one. So uh, I'm going to ask you a question. And if it sounds like, what the hell are we talking about? You just contextualize it a little bit, relax, and then you'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and then it'll okay. be leading to an amazing conversation. That's correct. No, we just want to skip all of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this, is going to be another, this podcast is going to be another two minutes long. Um, so I will read this. This says, said to be the most famous trail in America. This trail is said to take dangerously longer than you would plan due to its enthralling beauty. What trail is this? Is it the John Muir Trail? Oh, correct. One one. Correct. This could, this really like was such a generalized question. It could be anything, but you killed it. That's right. Crushed and it. also for every answer you get right, you get a hundred thousand dollars. So congrats. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We make a lot of money on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. So it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was listening to uh, another, another one of your podcasts. Um, I, I forget which one, but I, I know you mentioned the John Muir trail specifically. It's kind of like a moment in time where you kind of decided to, you know, although you didn't even have, you know, close to pro times, you said, screw it, I'm gonna move to Boulder and kind of see what I can do. Um, can you kind of like walk us through that moment in time for you and that trail, that journey? Yeah. Am I correct also? I, what's that? Is that, is that correct also? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I would say that's correct. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was very much a transitional period in my life. I had graduated college in 2013 um, I was briefly in Chicago doing an internship. Then I moved to back to Indianapolis where I'm from and was doing, uh, I was working as a gardener and uh, eventually in a running store and just like kind of fine with my life, but I wasn't really excited about anything I was doing. And eventually this trail project kind of came up with uh, two of my best friends I grew up with. And um, it was kind of like, okay, well, I really have no reason not to do this. Right. And so I'd never really been backpacking at all. And so this was like a big uh, leap in that. Direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, why not? And so me and my buddy, Corey, we drove um, from Indianapolis to Eugene, Oregon. And when I was in Eugene, I ran a half marathon. Uh, I ran the Eugene half. I ran 68 minutes. Pretty stoked about it. But like sure. 68, you know, in, in hindsight, like not much stoked <laughs> about. Um, and then from there, we drove south to Yosemite Valley and uh, basically just like parked the car and got on the trail and spent a few weeks just wow. walking. And uh, it was extremely beautiful and a very simple lifestyle. And it definitely, you know, when you're when you've been out there for a couple of weeks and you're looking at this expanse of earth and you're like, this is really cool. You start wondering, like, kind of what you're doing with your life and why you're not pursuing something you're more passionate about. Mm -hmm. And uh and then it's just a matter of, I'm droning on, but then it's just a matter of like asking yourself, okay, what is the thing that I have to give? Like, what is the thing that I'm good at? And yeah, my times weren't elite, but like, you know, I was still a D3 All-American, like running had always kind of been my identity. And so I was like, I'm going to go in all in on that thing. And so that's kind of what I did. That's great. I, I, I do want to say, did you like making that decision? Was there anybody you like looked up to it of like, of like, oh, although this is kind of like a risk, you know, if I want to make this my livelihood, was there, was there like another person who had, who had like done that before in the same way you did? Um, nobody that I knew personally. And I would also say like, I was not doing this with the goal of it becoming my livelihood. Like, oh, the, really? yeah, the goal was, was to like 
explore my potential and just like find out where it ended so like you know? super personally you know yeah i mean if i would have if i would have gone all in and the best i could do was a 65 minute half like i was prepared to be like awesome cool. sure know, that like that's where it is um yeah. i just got really lucky and that the potential i thought might be there like actually was well, it's great when it I, works out. Yeah, I think that's awesome because, you know, I was going to say if you didn't have a person, I mean, I'm sure there are so, so many runners. I, th I think D3 is by far the largest division of student athletes. So, I mean, that, that trail that you set, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's, you're, you know, you're a trailblazer for many runners to, you know, to come. So I think that's awesome. And, and another big thing, I guess, uh, is like the fulfillment aspect of life, you know, because kind of like when you're comfortable and, you know, you, you have these things like, you know, when you're on that trail, that was kind of like a, the missing piece in your heart that, you know, yeah. you didn't have. So I think I'm, I'm, that's just, it's just an awesome story. For yeah. Sure. I like that too. I, I mean, I'm, I'm finally, I'm getting vaccinated tomorrow. Thank you. And then um, I'm going basically, my girlfriend is going to be backpacking for the next couple of weeks and I'm going to join her. And I like really need to get out because <laughs> I, I like see all of these photos of people running and doing all these things. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be doing right now. I have nothing in my life that's holding me back from doing something like that. Like I just need to go do that. Um, so yeah, man, go, fucking go. I'm doing. There you go. <laughs> I got a ninety cent flight to Los Angeles. Ninety cent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I could. I think I could swing that. <laughs> yeah, it's on sounds a le plane. Yeah. Sounds legit. Yeah. 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 yeah it's definitely uh, on somebody's plane. Yeah. It's like it's like instead of a pod, there's just a dog there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the glasses. Yeah. With glasses. the glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, so going on to the next question, I think I can read this because it's like ten words. Are you ready, Noah? Yes. What is the year with the most track and field world records? Wow. Don't think too hard about it, I promise. Uh, was it, was it 2020? Boom! <laughs> two for two. I thought you were going to be like 1966. Yeah. Well, I, I was like, when was the peak of the EPO era? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like, I don't 2020. know. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't testing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, I think just like looking at results throughout this year, you know, you've had, you know, quite the, you know, the, I guess the marathon product was absolutely insane, but kind of just looking at the pandemic in a whole, uh, especially, I guess, reflecting on this past indoor season, I, and this, this relates to you somehow, um, is that I guess the times to make nationals were probably the weakest they've ever been. In what? In track, in indoor nationals. Even in the mile? Yeah, it was like two, it was like 359. What a joke. I mean, it's usually <laughs> like 357. So, but the, the, I guess the times to make it were like, you know, the, the slowest they've been in and but yet there are very few runners who i guess like rose to the occasion and a bunch of records went down people ran absolutely insane times and i i think this kind of relates could could relate to you possibly the fact that you, you know you ran your 209 marathon pr and i just kind of want to say just how has quarantine training been for you and how, how have you come out so successful yeah, it was okay. It definitely like fluctuated. Um, you know, flashback to like last March, I had missed the Olympic trials and the marathon with an injury. Um, and so at that point I, I got like five or six weeks in, I was going to run the NYC half in March, mm. but then I had a pain in my like quad and I was like, oh shit. And so 
I go get an MRI. And as I'm sitting there getting the MRI, that's when the New York City half got canceled. And that was like the first domino. Yeah. And and then like I find out the race is canceled, my whole schedule is gone. And then like the next day I get the MRI report that I have a stress fracture in my femur. Cool. Um, and so, how was that? Was, how did that feel? It wasn't too bad. I caught it really early. Okay. And so but it was just like, it was just like, damn, quarantine. And I'm not like, I'm not even being productive in the one thing that is productive for me. And so it was hard for like a couple months. And then I really had to re-motivate with nothing on the calendar. Um, but once I started getting into a groove and like feeling good with running and my body felt, felt healthy and I was confident in my body, I mean, then I just really dialed in to the routine of training and just recognizing that as like a positive thing I could do over quarantine. Um, and to be honest, like as a professional runner, my life didn't change so much other than racing less. Like I, it's not like I lost my job or whatever. Um, and then we heard rumblings about the marathon project, like pretty early, um, you know, way earlier than like the public did. And so it, it was kind of a light on the horizon. Sure. sure. Who are you training with out in Boulder? I trained with a group called the Roots Running Project. Yeah. Um, Dr. Richard Hansen is my coach and has been for five years now. Cool. Nice. Um, so I guess I guess going back to um, I guess you, I guess the, the Olympic trials. Obviously, that's like probably a low low you can have in running. Um, do, do you kind of feel like that was like fuel of the fire, or have you kind of always just been just like just like tunnel vision i you just train do the right thing uh missing the trials was fuel to the fire to some extent you know i had run 211 the october before that like i thought that put me in the conversation of like you know an outside guy who could run well and like who knows on a crazy day maybe i make the team whatever um but you know it didn't happen and like so that was that was three olympic trials in a row where i've you know just been horribly disappointed <laughs> you know yeah which, which sucks but one, you know, I'm not going to define my career as a success by making the Olympic team or not. That's never been my motivation. It'd be great, but it's not my motivation. Um, two, like it did help in training for the marathon project because that kind of became my Olympic trials. Like that became my chance to like run with a lot of these guys who were at the trials and be mm -hmm. like, okay, just so you guys know, if I would have been there, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so there was a pride factor on the line too, for sure. Sure. How did it feel crossing the line at the, uh, at the marathon project? When did you, did you know throughout the whole race that you're on pace around 209? Um, I didn't know really what pace exactly we were on, but we had a lead vehicle in front of us that was yelling the split out every mile. And, you know, so we were, I was hearing a lot of 455s, 453s. And then at one point we started running 450s. And like, as you get late into the race, you start to do the math and it's just like, sure. okay, well, if I've run, I haven't heard a split over 455 in a while, like, you know, I'm probably gonna blow up a little bit, but this is like, this is going really well. Yeah. And well, yeah, I mean, it felt great. Like, in yeah, I'm sure it felt great. And also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we were on 10 Ks, by the way. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we don't finish 10 Ks. Yeah. Avery has not finished one yet. Uh, no, hey. finished one. Oh, you finished one. That's right. I've had my share of bad 10 Ks too. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I, yeah, my, I remember actually, I think I've probably talked about this, but my, my old roommate from, I ran at the University of Georgia before Georgia Tech, Sid Vaughn, he was running. And yeah. I remember just, 
just sitting there watching. I was in Chattanooga with my girlfriend. We had just gone for a hike and we were just eating breakfast and I was like drinking a mimosa and he was like running like 4.58. I was like, our lives are so different right now. <laughs> like, this dude is literally probably about to have a heart attack. And I'm just like, yeah, he's running well. Yeah, he's doing all right. But, <laughs> it's so, it's just a, it's a different thing. But uh, I did, I mean, the, the, the final uh, photo there of you at the finish line was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, your body of dude, work came up. Dude, I felt so bad <laughs> the whole day. Like, yeah, you know, sure. Emma, my fiance, like, was there, like, taking care of me, but I was, like, a mess. I was just, like, sitting on the toilet, puking on the floor. Oh, like, really? I, like, I was a, Yeah, the whole day. And we we flew back to Boulder that day. Oh, and so God. I was just, like, every 10, 15 minutes on the plane, I'd have to, like, head to the bathroom. Oh, and, like, oh my God. God. That's horrible. Yeah. So I didn't, I wasn't able to eat for 24 hours after that. It was just like, it was really brutal and it made it hard to enjoy the race. To be I'm sure. <laughs> I guess usually yeah. like 800 meter pain is like, it sucks for like five minutes. Yeah. But it's done. But you're just like complaining for like 30 minutes after. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bet yeah. you're probably on the verge of that. that. Yeah. That's so, pretty gnarly. So I was hoping to bring this up on a high note, not a low note, but <laughs> it's, it's still the bullet points here. Um, I did, this is funny from an outsider. Uh, you ran the, the four seventeen mile with, uh, with, with Jake Riley in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the decision to do that? <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Boulder has a, a lot of like local track meets, um, you know, during normal times and during the pandemic, like a couple of them started to pop up. And so I was just like, you know what, I haven't raced in a long time, like almost a year at that point. And I was like, I'm just going to run the mile, you know, I just, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's Boulder. So you're always going to get a pretty good field of athletes. And yeah, I knew true. I wasn't going to be like one of the guys, but when I saw Jake in the field, I was like, all right, two marathoners at that's altitude. Yeah, that's funny. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's hilarious. and he, he went out in a, he went out in a 60. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And so, and I, I think I ran, I ran like, even splits every lap was actually exactly the same just that very well <laughs> that's a marathon thing to do <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah and so uh that was a big that was a big pb for me it was, oh uh, i know was congrats what is that yeah. <laughs> that's an altitude that's right yeah i think you can take five seconds off yeah let's call it 10 let's talk 20 seconds <laughs> sub four miles yeah. Sub, four. yeah sub four baby <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll re- i'll read this you one. can read the next one too many words yes too many words um, in 2014, this high school was recognized as one of the hardest in the country due to its mandatory college placement tests. What school is this? In 2014? 2014. I mean, it was probably hard throughout its history, but it was recognized in 2014. I have no idea. The International School of Indiana. Oh my God, was it? It was. Wow. <laughs> And I well, will say, I, my whole family lives in Indianapolis, so shout out to Indianapolis. Well, I, I guess I should know the answer to these because I, I should at least know that they're related to me. So. Yeah, that, that was a layup. I yeah. thought that was a layup. But it's good. Like, um, Bucknell High School. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like, how many high schools do I even know the name of? <laughs> huh, that's crazy. High school names? That's unbelievable. It'd be a little weird if I did, probably. That would actually be super weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, so I'm like I'm like brilliant then, right? 
Yeah, I think you are pretty brilliant. That's what we're getting to. How does it feel? <laughs> Nobody from my family who lives in Indianapolis went to that school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, um, uh, my graduating class is 24 kids. Oh, wow. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That's insane. That's... <laughs> Do you still keep in contact with any of the other 23? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, they were, we were friends or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. So I, I think since we have a, a decent amount of high school listeners, I think this is um, a kind of a great time to, to set on. So, you know, you were in track in high school. You were, you were aight. You were aight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely not 209 marathon. Not 209, 209 marathon right. So kind of how was your relationship in, in high school with running? Or are you just kind of just like doing it as an after, after school activity? Uh, it was an after school activity for sure. Um, I, I played in a, in a band that I took really seriously. Um, okay. and so that was kind of my life for a couple of years of high school, um, that had kind of a tragic ending. My friend and the lead singer passed away when we were 16. Sorry to hear um, that. thanks man. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that kind of was a catalyst for a transition in my life and, and the band, because, you know, we play three or four shows, like, a week, like, locally. Oh, wow. like, we, we were, you know, we recorded an album. We were working really hard at it. Like, I thought that was going to be, like, my sure. thing. Did you go you to know? Broad Ripple and play? Yeah. Yeah, we played all over. I love Broad Ripple. <laughs> I mean, Broad, Broad Ripple, yeah, it, it's dirty, but it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when when Joe passed and, and music took a backseat, like, running got a little more serious. I got a new coach my senior year, um, Brian Power, who was a DePaul alum and had run cross country and track there. And he was the first like legit coach I had who understood training. And, you know, we legitimately had like gym, a gym teacher substitutes who would like coach cross country. Like, so yeah, I was just underdeveloped, not taking it seriously until yeah, my senior year. Cool. How long do you think you could continue to run your high school mile PR at this point? Uh, 431. Oh, he ran four, um, on miles. Would have said four forty eight. That's true. Oh no, I, I ran four thirty one. Yeah, I ran four thirty one and then nine fifty five on back to back days. They were like both huge big breakthroughs, and then I got a stress fracture, and that was it. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Also, it's Indiana, always something with you, Noah. It's Indiana, always it's something. always something. <laughs> Indiana is so fast. Like their state meet is always insanely fast. I remember. I never made state. Yeah. Did you? I never made it. No. Oh, I remember there was this kid my senior year because I was living in Indiana for a little while. Um, who I think he Austin Mudd. He ran like four oh one. His mm-hmm. senior, he ran like one forty. I was just like, okay, um, Indiana's insane. Like the, Cole the- Hawker. What'd you say? Cole Hawker. He's from Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Wow. Jeez. And your yeah. coaches are my former coaches. Your coaches are from Indiana. Andrew Begley and Andrew Begley. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Olympians. I didn't know Cole was from Indiana. He went to a cathedral, cathedral high school. Of course. That's where they all go. I think Galen's high school is called cathedral or something. <laughs> See that there's another high school that I know. <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> that was actually the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you ready for this next one? I'm ready. Are you ready? Is I'm ready. ready? Are you ready for this? Snake ready? I'm ready. There's a, I have a snake. She's over there. <laughs> is, she re- is she ready? 
She's yeah, ready. Right. She just shed. She's ready. Yeah, she also pooped on top of her her castle. <laughs> I don't impressive. know why she went up there to do that. It was me. <laughs> it was <safe>. <laughs> <laughs> um, With over forty percent of all student athletes, what's the largest division in the NCAA? With division three. I've already said that I know, earlier. You said it earlier, and I wanted to punch you in the face. Well, well, part of this is just being able to pay attention. Yes. <laughs> Well, you say that, but here, here's what I didn't tell you. You got the last question wrong, so you lose all of your money. That's true. You lost $100,000. That's so. true. So we're even now. <laughs> Break it even. So you're actually devastated. Yeah. Devastated. That yeah. happens to a lot of our guests, and they end up invoicing us for over a quarter of a million dollars. That's true. That's in the offshore account, so we don't, yeah. we don't look <laughs> yeah, at that. Yeah, we don't look at that. Um, <laughs> Man, I, should have, I really should have read the contract. Yeah, you yeah. should have. You just signed it, so that was yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> conditions. Cool. <laughs> there was just three sentences on there. Yeah, really. I said you owe us a quarter of <laughs> yeah. a million dollars. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so I, I feel like there's been a surprising amount of like really good runners um, coming out of D3, um, but like in the in the pro um, in the pro sector, they kind of like yeah. live out these long careers. Um, like Nick Simmons is the only example I can think and of. Dev David Ribich. He's D2. He's D2. I was about yeah. to say. And he was already good. I was about to see he was, he was good. I will say, um, as we've talked about before, we have more ratings than sit and kick on. Yeah, we do. Um, Screw you guys. Yeah, one more rating. I Suck it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, because I know Nick Simmons would always say there's like being from D3, there's a chip on his shoulder to compete mm-hmm. well. Can you relate to that at all? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say there was a chip on my shoulder because – when I was in D3, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't competitive with, with D1 athletes. Like I would have been like a four or five guy on a good cross country team. And so, Mm -hmm. and uh, as a pro, I don't think anybody really cares, you know, anymore because especially especially in your event. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we line up and we're going to bash each other's heads in and nobody cares if you won NCAAs like, you know, I'm not going to like be scared of you because of that. Um, That's true. uh, yeah, I, and I, I think, you know, D3 really suited my development in a, in, a, in a really perfect way. Like I was able to come along very slowly and progress in a natural way. Now I'm 30 and I just ran 100 miles a week for the first time two years ago, you know. And so I, I feel like it, I have a lot of like mileage left in my career where some of those guys who were hammering at Oregon, you know, it's like maybe they maybe they don't they don't have the freshness they've been putting the, the miles in. that's true that's true i will say yeah. like I, I feel like a lot of kids and a lot of high school kids obviously our audience is a lot of high school kids is they think the only route to college is d1 and i've always said like there's so many other options like mm-hmm. and a lot of better options sometimes for you like if if you would you know you're going to walk on a D1 school, but you would, you know, be able to compete well at the D3 level and get a good education. A lot of the times those schools are super good schools. Cause, cause I, I will say, um, you know, I guess, cause as you said, you aren't, you aren't to burn out. I mean, D1, you know, especially if you're in a power five conference, like you're getting put through the ringer, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, yeah. you, you kind of have to wake up as like, like just survive and kind of make it through. And so it's it, immediate. It's immediate. And so yeah. you, it, there is like a serious mental toll that like, it, it takes on you and you know like i know a lot of people graduate who go all in on you know d1 running they never run a step again you know and they kind of go a little too crazy um after yeah and like another thing i never won a d3 championship i never set a d3 record it's like it's not like i was just walking all over everybody yeah. all the time and got no benefit from racing sure. like it was it was just an appropriate level of competition for me 
And, you know, by the time I was like a 1430 5k guy, like a 1430, 1445 5k guy can like be somebody yeah. in division three. Like you can run at nationals, you know, yeah. like I was, I, I, yeah, I got the opportunity to feel like a big fish and I didn't really care that the pond was small. Sure. Yeah. It was actually, there's actually a, the, a, the biggest pond. Um, all the, the biggest yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i was a big fish in the biggest possible yeah. <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah. Oxygen. yeah. <laughs> an algal bloom would have taken you out <laughs> it's true that's the first algae bloom reference on the podcast that is my senior year of high school the there's a there's a park across the street called piedmont park from the high school it's the biggest public park in atlanta and there was an algal bloom in the lake. Gross. And it took out every fish in the whole lake. And I was doing a tempo around the lake and it smelled so disgusting. And I remember looking over and there was a fish that was like huge. I was expecting like this in those little city pond. It was like a giant fish. And I was like, that's what's in there? I bet <laughs> I'd be fishing in this every day. I bet people were loving that. Anyways, algal blooms are disgusting and they're not good for the environment. I just made that up. Well, I mean, they, they aren't. They're, they're semi. Well, it's just because the uh, that when when they tell you to uh, scoop up your dog poop, that's that's why because the the runoff goes into the uh, the ponds and the lakes, and then it's just fertilizer. And so then is that true? Yeah, you're a genius. Yeah. Well, that, it's literally my dad. We're gonna we're gonna strip your genius title, Noah, and we're gonna give it. Yeah, to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate. I, I <laughs> fine. Okay, we have two genii on the podcast, and I'm just the idiot. But you just use genii, so you're probably also a genius. Okay. <laughs> this guy knows one thing about dog shit and all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing he knows you know why you scoop up poop i'll tell you why algae, algae. Yeah. is it algae bloom or, or algal bloom now i'm feeling all right scott next let's just let's go we're getting too deep all right all right, all right, all right. last question i think i can read this one this is a heavy hitting question you, can't, you owe me five dollars nope okay which city is ranked the most bike-friendly city in America? You owe me $5. <laughs> that didn't say that. It, it's got to be Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> Try again. Oh. <laughs> you lose, not only do you lose your $100,000 more, you lose your Kia. It, no. <laughs> <laughs> the most bike-friendly in America? Is that what you said? Yeah. Is it Bend, Oregon? So, oh. I mean, we'll give it. We'll give it to you. No, we can't. That's hundred thousand dollars. It's <laughs> it's Eugene, Oregon, actually. Eugene. It's wow. Eugene. Okay. Uh, it's consistently ranked, so that you know. So maybe it was Bend at one point, and maybe it was Boulder at another. But right now, it's no, Eugene. for the past Man. few years. Yeah. Yeah, Man, so. I'm falling apart. Falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Here. yeah. I'm feeling bad yeah. for this invoice. I feel bad cash. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, Eugene, we'll Oregon. Talk off, off here. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we're gonna immediately hang up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so this is this is when uh, we're going back in time again, as we do. This is a, a big Noah Drotty moment, especially for you know people like me. Maybe one of the one of the big reasons we're doing this podcast: 2016 Olympic trials. This is kind of like like the start of your story. Um, I feel like the really like look, I made it moment. Um, kind of like uh, it, walk us through that time in your life. For sure, because was 2016 uh, the, the, the big break? Was 2016 the big breakthrough season for you? Yeah, that that's when I finally that's when I like really started running decent times. Uh, yeah, so I, I was second at the 10 mile champs 
um, that year. And then, well, that was after the trials. So yeah, I ran 28, 22 to qualify for the trials. And that was, um, that was one of those moments that you're just like, what the fuck did I, you know, like, <laughs> like not in the realm of possibility, but I ran Portland track fest and just had a great night. And, um, Scott Smith and I were in that race together and we, uh, we rotated 800s after the pacer oh, yeah. dropped out. And uh, I remember him coming up and just being like, oh, 800s. And I was like, sure, yeah. And so, and we worked really well. And then uh, in the marathon project in December, when we were running in the last couple of miles, I came up on his shoulder and I was like, 800s? <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. So, That's like in a movie, man. That's cool. That is cool. I can't imagine running 450 pace for like 25, 20 miles and being like, 800s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes those mom- little moments keep you alive in races like That's, that yeah, but um that is true. but yeah no that was a, a mind-blowing day for me and then obviously the trials was a whole thing you know yeah for sure definitely the viral the virality of the uh did, did, of the photo. did, did you know that your your, your looks was kind of like capable of that <laughs> or is that just been no, Adrati his whole life yeah that was just always you know, I hadn't, I'd never even really thought about it. And I especially not thought about it in terms of how I look next to my competitors. But yeah, yeah, when I see the picture and it's, it's like Bernard Lagat and Galen <laughs> Rupp and, and it's like, you know, I look ridiculous. Like, <laughs> but I, think it's it, great. I mean, it's funny because it just introduces like the, the, the normal public to like what normal runners see like all the time like that didn't look anything crazy to me just because i'm used to seeing people that look like that but like yeah. i'm sure people who, lo- who like were watching that randomly were like what the hell like they don't know that you ran 28 22 to compete they probably think that you could like sign up <laughs> yeah you know what i mean <laughs> well by the way i ran that day it looked like i had just signed up <laughs> um, well, if anybody on the if anybody could just come off the road and run almost under 31 minutes then i would be incredibly impressed Oh yeah. Um, but c- kind of also, I know that, uh, that look kind of made you infamous in the, uh, the let's run world and kind of how I, how, how I look at let's run is like, you really aren't like somebody in the track world until you just get, if you look up your name on let's run and just have a bunch of people talking shit about you. <laughs> and so that's still my goal. That's still my goal. People, people just say, they just kind of like mention me in passing by. And so uh, I just want to congratulate you that you get a whole lot of shit talk on let's run what is your feel how, how are your feelings on on that website we have, i feel like it's such a polarizing website excuse me Dang. yeah what? burping i'm burping <laughs> okay go will for you, it yeah will you hold it together um <laughs> so, you know i definitely like grew up in the sport by like reading let's run and like checking out the message boards and and I, I'll, I will say that there, I think there is a lot of valuable information on there. Um, you know, like in terms of injury recovery, like training knowledge, like if somebody was actually going there to learn, there's a lot of useful information, but there's also just a lot of really toxic um, stuff on there. And like you read some of these threads that even start off promising and they just devolve into just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so, like a and so especially when, especially when some of that stuff becomes directed at me or like people that I know, like, you know, every now and then I'll screenshot something and put it on my Instagram because I think it's like just a hilarious insult, but some stuff is like very hurtful and people put, people put words in your mouth and there's no checks or balances. Right. And so it can be hard to love it. Like, I'm glad there's alternatives now um, because I think the message boards are dominated by like, 
old white dudes yeah, yeah who are like a little mis- yeah who are a little misogynistic and it's just like <laughs> sometimes i'm know. like geez man i'm trying I'm trying to learn about running and this is just not what it is about anymore sometimes it is and again i go on there quite a bit just to like sometimes the stuff is interesting and there are some folks on there who know so much about the sport like they know about people who, what shoes people were wearing in the 1986 olympics yeah and there have been some great threads and stuff and and so it's just like i wish you could take the good parts put it somewhere else and just like eliminate the cringe stuff (laughs) and and it'd be great and so it it serves a purpose but i i hope that it's not somebody somebody who's just finding out the sport i hope that's not like their only stop yeah is you know yeah. yeah and i think there's a lot of new outlets um especially with like ben's new generation track and field stuff that i really like I do. No, I'm, I'm just saying like this, uh, you, you could, you could get an easy plug here. Well, I'm not going to plug. I already plugged it at the beginning. You That's wrote right. an article for them. I did. I did. That was, that was actually, okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get the, figure out the voicemail on my phone anyways, but yeah, yeah. I, I wrote an article for him. It was actually kind of ridiculous. Um, Cause one of my good buddies, I ran with him in Seattle a little bit, Matt Wisner. He's like the head editor. Yeah. Um, and editor, editor, he's the editor, man. Wow. And, uh, and so I was just like talking about TikTok, but I have to mention like, okay, although I'm writing this article about TikTok, I'm still not bad. Okay. I'm not like a terrible runner, you know, I'm not just a yeah, TikTok sure, guy. Sure, sure. And uh, so I kind of went through all that and he wanted me to plug some things. And then I think there might've been seven or eight drafts. Cause like, I couldn't get anything through this guy. He would just be like, this sentence sucks. This sentence sucks. This sentence. I wouldn't say this. I would say that. And it's like, well, you said whom I'd say who's. And I'm like, I'm just like, well, okay, accept, 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 accept. <laughs> I do videos. I do videos. The end. <laughs> but I, but I, I don't mind that. I think it turned out to be a, a good article. It was just kind of hilarious how absurdly many drafts i had to do <laughs> to get it on there <laughs> but it's what it takes it's what it takes it's what it takes that's why we make the big bucks that's why we make the big bucks <laughs> exactly right um all right so we have one voicemail mm-hmm. coming into this use. podcast we also have a few built up if you don't hear your question don't worry use call the number avery i was about to say it oh we forget the we forget the number every single time. And we say we forget the number every single time. 646-780-9218 is on the back of that shirt right there. That's just a should we leave that as an Easter egg? We should leave that as an Easter egg. All right, egg. at least that as an Easter egg. All right. Are you ready? No, this is about 18 minute long. Yeah. Okay. For this next guest, I have a couple of housekeeping items. Uh, first, I want to give a shout out to my dude D-Bone. Uh and I, I really looking forward to, to getting into the bone zone every single time I listen to the podcast. I'm a huge fan. Um, so, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, B-Bone. Uh, keep it up, and, yeah, love to hear you. Uh, second housekeeping item is, you know, I was actually uh, listening to the, to the podcast where you guys are talking about um, how maybe how Minnesota would be the – second stop on the RTC tour um, behind Indiana. And I guess what was really interesting was that I was just getting ready to submit my five-star review on Running Things Considered uh, as I heard that. But, man, Indiana's the worst. Like my, so I guess I'm biased because my, my wife is from, is from Minnesota, and I go there all the time, and I've had – way better experiences in Minnesota than I have in Indiana. 
Um, so, yeah, Indiana is just the worst. So, man, I I hate to do it to you, but I I couldn't submit that five star review um, because of that. And so, yeah, maybe maybe when I go back, I'll submit a four point nine star review um, just for just for saying uh, that that kind of crap. Um, but now I'm gonna get into my question. So my question for the group is, what what shoe have you been vibing on for like for your everyday training? You know, I'm somebody who's somewhat new into running the past few years, and I've been uh, uh, I've been trying to test out different shoes. All right, thank you so much <laughs> for your uh, <laughs> for your voicemail. One one thing I will say, we did not plan the Indiana thing. So Noah's that was brutal. That was anyone <laughs> at. I you. will say we would appreciate the five star review because, like we've said a million times in the past, for every five star review, Sidious gives us one million dollars. So we need these five star. <laughs> it, it was the same thing where we just kind of had a contract. We wrote three sentences off him, gave him to Chris. He signed it. And yeah. It was like, what was that? And I was like, whoop. Nope, never it's, mind. It's done. It's done. <laughs> yeah. We had at the beginning, starting uh, a few months ago with the podcast, we had. Plenty of questions from Kokomo, Indiana. Lots of questions from Indiana. Obviously, my family lives in Indiana, so it's near and dear to my heart. But we had no idea that Noah was going to get on, and he is an Indiana native. So I will say that um, it would still be the first stop on the RTC um, road trip. But I will say that would be super inconvenient if we didn't stop in Atlanta first, if we didn't do a thing here. That we would just be drove like nine hours. Well, yeah, just like just do one for Megacy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, okay. So the the question. And sorry, we cut you off early. Um, you know, sometimes it's a it's it's a bit long. Chris, Chris just is over here on the podcast going. Okay, we need to cut it. Okay, we need to cut it. He's yeah. giving us. Yeah. Yeah. He gave us. He that. almost. You know. You know that thing in the cartoons with that big long stick with the hook at the end. Yeah. And, like pulls you off stage. Night at the. That uh, was like two inches away from me. Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> I was Anyways, say, <laughs> so that would have been so stupid. So the go-to shoe, Noah, are you? What, what's the deal with uh, the sponsorship? I will say that yeah, you guys are going to have an obligation to say something probably, but that's all right. Well, it depends on how deep you want to go into that conversation. Um, but yeah. my contract up to you, up to you. Yeah, um, my contract expired at the end of 2020, and so at this point, I would define myself as a free agent. Nice. Yeah um Usain Bolt who's coming on next Westfly Athletics yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways but what was what I mean I'm sure you trained in similar shoes and for a while but what 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 is your favorite go-to shoe currently yeah I mean I was with Saucony for the last four years and so I was really only using uh Saucony products and so I was wearing the ride most days but you know, I'm excited to kind of try some other stuff. Um, I tried to buy a pair of Atreyus. Have you guys heard of that you shoe did. brand? I actually submitted to the what? Atreyus. It's like the subscription shoe. Oh. I mm-hmm. tried to uh, get some shoes from them, and they said, "Dude, no." So <laughs> shout out to Atreyu. Well, I tried to buy them, but they were they were sold out. Um, so I was like kind of excited to like support them and try those out, but. Yeah, I haven't really branched out yet. I'm interested in how those are actually because they're like a super price point affordable carbon plated shoe, or at least one of them is. So I was they're like 75 bucks. I mean, not the carbon shoe, the carbon was like 100, but their trainers like 75. Yeah, Yeah. that's affordable. That is affordable. Every some runners, what uh, what shoe do you like? Here's look, look, I'm I'm picking up the no, it might go out. Look, um, the uh, never mind. 
the number one shoe in the world. And this is the best shoe you can ever put on your foot. This is the best shoe you can ever be within a mile radius of. Uh-huh. It's the Mizuno Wave Rider 24. Okay. Oh, with with, uh, with Wave Ride. With, with, no, with, uh, with Energy Foam and Wave Ride built-in technology. Okay. okay. You can put these shoes on and break any record you want. They're a great <laughs> shoe. You'll never get injured. That's actually so funny you say that. Can I talk? Am I? Can I say something about that? Uh, how mean? Not, nah, not really that mean. Okay, well, you, you buy Mizuno. Okay, so I don't have to say anything about Mizuno anymore because they kicked me off for literally doing this podcast. But um, the Wave Rider was voted the worst racing Cap. shoe Cap. in history. It was cap. So they did the the four percent. So it was the Alpha Fly was supposed to give you four percent over the marathon distance. The uh, the uh, Wave Rider was supposed to add four percent to your marathon. <laughs> we can cut that out. We can cut that out. That's okay. But I just think that that is funny. Um, anyways, for me, I've always liked the Brooks launch. I won two pairs in high school in a raffle. Even Whoa. though it was, it was a very rigged raffle, I will say. Shout out to Fidipides. Use the code RTC15 to get 15% off your order. Probably it's still going. Um, Anyway, I like the Brooks launch. I also was running in the Pegasus recently because I do have the little connect at Nike, which I do like. But actually, right before I got here today, about 20 minutes ago, I had a pair of Hoka Clifton's delivered. Thank you, Sydney Vaughn. Um, they're all the all white Clifton sevens. I'm super excited to wear those when I was living in New no, York. They're, they're, they're not running shoes. This is like fashion. They're like Yeezys. Yeah, they're Yeezys. Yeah. Actually, know. I love running in Yeezys. It'd be the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was throwing my pair of Yeezys on. Yeah. Uh, fashion was, is important. That's fashion right. is important. Yeah. <laughs> distance running world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited to wear those. I, like I said, I wore those a few times because New York was a super hard place to train on the concrete and it's, it's easy to uh, get injured without a suitable shoe. Um, like I would the, say like the Mizuno Wave Ride 24. That is a suitable shoe. Hell yeah. For a lot of people. Hell yeah. It's a great go-to shoe Hell for a yeah. lot of people who only run four miles a week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the wave plate doesn't help. Um, but I will say the Mizuno Wave Sky was a good shoe. They took the wave plate out for the first time in years, and I actually enjoyed that shoe. So that's the thing. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we uh, checked off all the boxes on this podcast. I was hoping for a li- uh, Noah, you kind of let me down. I was hoping we were going to start some Westfly stuff and we could be right in the middle of it and get a million clicks, but you know, I respect it. I don't. Should, I, right. should I just say some, should I say some crazy shit here? Just the like, uh, just absurd. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, it doesn't even have to be about that. It can just be the craziest thing you've ever thought about. I, I want to like, I want to go out go after like just the nicest guys. That, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do that. That'd actually be super funny. Galen Rupp. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the nicest person I've ever met. I was gonna say I was gonna say Jared Ward. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Jared that would Ward. be pretty good. He's like yeah. a physics professor at BYU. Yeah, a you know where I'm at, Jared. You know where I'm at. <laughs> that would actually- Connor Mance, next time I see yeah. you, it's on site. <laughs> why, why are we just going after Mormons? They're nice. They're nice people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for listening 5G. to Running Things Considered. Um, <laughs> the number is 646 Thank you so much, Noah, for getting on the podcast. Thank you. 
use the Sunday school link in the description. Yeah. You'll get a free magazine from Ben freaking Crawford. He'll probably sign it too. If I ask, he's a big YouTube guy. Anything you want to say, Noah? Uh, thanks for having me on. This is really deteriorating quickly. Yeah. We're going to cut this <laughs> we'll cut last 30 minutes out. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening.